Welcome to Fully Yours, a podcast about food, the sacred, and ordinary moments of extraordinary belonging. Hey, this is Christy. And this is Chloe. Thank you so much for joining us today to the Fully Yours podcast. This is something we've been dreaming up for a while and we can't wait to share it with you. Yeah, we're super excited about uh, this project. It was born out of our mutual love for food and the sacred. And we just want to sit down for a few minutes and talk to you about um, and talk with each other about where we got started and why this is so important to us. We're actually recording cross country right now. Chloe and her husband just recently moved out to California and I'm here still on the East Coast in Boston. Um, So... Chloe, I mean, you've just moved. It's it's been a whirlwind, I'm sure. But I mean, tell us about your um, your love for California and the land, and why that connection of food and land and faith really means a lot to you. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to be home. Really, I grew up um, in California and then traveled on out to the East Coast. Um, where I had the huge privilege of meeting meeting Christy and also enduring some pretty harsh winters um, from what I was used to. But it's been it's been a long time since I've been home and um, I couldn't be happier to be here right now. Uh, I'm currently sitting outside and it's about 70 degrees, which is short term. I think it's going to get up into the hundred soon. Um, wow. But yeah, I, you know, I never really claimed that I was from California until I went somewhere else. Um, And I think being on the East Coast helped me recognize um, both the beauties of the East Coast, and that was such a formative time in my life, Um, but also really I missed the the landscape of California. Um, I grew up in foothills and uh, just the oak trees and the the summers, um, growing tomatoes in the backyard. It was a big mm-hmm. part of forming who who I am. Um, and I have to say, it was I didn't grow up necessarily thinking food would be um, a part of what I wanted to dedicate my my life towards. But uh, it was so much a part of my childhood. Um, grew up in a couple of big families, extended families. Uh, Food was a central part of how we came together and who we were together. Um, And it was when I was living in Washington, D.C. And it all it all comes down to chocolate, really. Um, (laughs) I was I was uh, doing a year of AmeriCorps and I came across this little chocolate shop and they had chocolate bars and one of the chocolate bars um, had ingredients from a local uh, community urban farm, basically, Common Good City Farm in Washington, D.C. Um, it incorporated, I think, some of the rosemary that they grow there um, in a neighborhood. Uh, it's, it's a really awesome uh, organization. And I remember reading that chocolate bar and I was like, oh, my gosh, that brings so much together of, of who... I want to be and what I want to do in this world. It brings together education. Um, it brings together community building and nutrition and uh, health and thriving and um, working with issues of access and who has access to good food and why. And um, yeah, so 
I, I went home, I got on the website, um, I found out that there was this whole field of community nutrition. Uh, I found out that you could farm in a city and mm-hmm. that kind of opened up the path for me. Um, and it's been a very windy path, um, which has been beautiful and complicated and scary and wonderful um, and brought me ultimately to to seminary, um, the School of Theology uh, in Boston. And that's where I ended up meeting Christy. <laughs> Christy, how did you end up in Boston at seminary? After because you long and windy, I know as well. You're a (laughs) photographer. You have this amazing skill set of art and also of cooking. I got to know your cooking style a little bit and had the honor of eating some of your meals. And I love that you get into a kitchen. You don't need a recipe, and you use what's there and make something truly magical. Like some of the soups you have made are so delicious. So what what kind of brought you to that place? Yeah, I think um, so similar to, to your story, Chloe, that it was a long and windy path. I never meant to go to seminary. It just sort of happened. Um, yep. <laughs> so my my undergrad degree is in interdisciplinary arts. So I took photography, graphic design and theater and sort of melded it all together to create this really cool degree. Um, and then I left college and started working in the church and was, um, involved in youth ministry for quite a few years before realizing, Hey, this could be a career, um, not just within youth ministry, but within the faith field in general. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the summer before I started seminary, I actually worked at a spice and tea shop in a little town in Connecticut. And I got to know all these different spices and I drank way too much tea. I was overly caffeinated that (laughs) summer. Um, But it was a really beautiful experience of being able to try something new. And we were encouraged at work to take home different spices and mixes and and experiment. Mm -hmm. And so that really led into um, my experience in seminary, which is very was very hard. Both Chloe and Mm -hmm. I just graduated. Um, (laughs) But I think one of my coping mechanisms to deal with the stress and and everything that comes along with seminary was to cook. And Mm -hmm. for me, it's really about bringing together all of these disjointed ingredients and making something out of what we currently have before us. Mm. So it was really important that I learned how to cook in that way with what we have, what we have available before us. I think a really big turning point for me as well, when I was um, in uh, in school before coming to seminary, when I was in college, I, um, yeah, I had, it was transitioning out to the East Coast was really tough and I really missed my family. I was um, just going through a lot of hard growth stuff. And I remember picking up a book and it was by, um, it was by a food blogger who actually still was one of the first food bloggers, I think, out there and now has mm-hmm. a restaurant um, or has, has worked a lot in the food industry up in Seattle. But reading that book and uh, every couple pages had a recipe and starting to cook um, at home, it reminded me of, I think, the, the flavors and the smells and the, the kind of the textures of, of my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it also school is 
such an incredible opportunity, but really channels you into mind space and into sitting mm -hmm. for long periods of time. Mm -hmm. And cooking was the first time where I felt like I had permission or, or was being drawn back into using my hands and other parts of my body that I forgot about when I was sitting in the yeah. library. Yeah. Um, and I think that's sort of a, an experience that you and I got to have. Um, so we, we uh, met at Simple Church, or that's the first time that we really spent a lot of time together. And that was for um, a, an internship type experience through our program. And so we spent um, a, a day or two a week at this uh, community um, outside of Boston that actually worships. Uh, it is a Christian community um, or, or is, is start, was started in the Christian tradition and they, they worship around a dinner table and also have a bread ministry. So Christy and I got to make bread um, together uh, sourdough from using starter or um, longer processes than than kind of a quick bread and we actually have an episode coming up that goes more into that but kind of that similar experience of of moving um yeah into this world that we're living in yeah I definitely agree and I think there's something so healing about about all of that there's some sort of resurrection that's coming from that so um both Chloe and I sort of come from a, a Christian perspective, but we hope to engage with other faiths and other uh, ways of being and knowing the world around us. And so I think one of the things that we want to um, to do with our podcast is when we use words like resurrection or something that's very Christianese, we want to be <laughs> able to unpack that. Um, but also to allow other faiths and traditions to be able to experience the same sort of things that we're experiencing. So when Chloe is talking about these textures and these flavors and these smells, we really want to be able to bring that to your table as well. And I think that earthy feeling of being present with one another, we hope that that comes through in our episodes. Absolutely. I mean, you look at any of the sort of the major faith traditions, um, throughout human history, and so many of them have incorporated food for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and even for folks who do not affiliate with the faith tradition or who identify as secular or atheist, um, there's so many ways in which food intersects all these different aspects of our life. And that's what I love about it and why even being kind of on this food path, I wanted to go to, to seminary or theology school because I think that food intersects with, with our culture, with how we relate with one another, with how we make meaning, um, and also really delves into this idea of connection. Like, mm -hmm. it is our daily reminder that we're connected to each other and to this earth, um, which is something that I don't think we hear a lot. And in, in, uh, both of us come from the United States, um, kind of being in mainstream culture, especially um, more from a white perspective and mainstream dominant culture, you know, you hear a lot about individualism, um, about not needing, er, relying on convenience, not needing one another. Um, unfortunately, that message gets across sometimes. And while it can have um, good components, I think it can also um, sort of allow us to, to think that we're on our own. And food reminds us, brings us back to this place of meaning and connection. And so that's where I think that food and, and theology um, 
of many different or even no faith tradition, um, but how we make meaning, how we see the world, um, it intersects. And it's, it's sort of this window into those conversations. And I think that also provides us an opportunity to look at social responsibility. So mm. when we talk about faith and food and the sacred, we're also looking at human to divine and human to human. And so some of our uh, episodes coming up will also include information about why it's so important that we have these conversations. Who is it that has access to food? So I think that this podcast provides an opportunity for us to uh, investigate and look into our own social locations and how we can be more responsible with our resources and ways that we can really get involved. So Christy, tell us a little bit about each week um, when we come together, sort of one phrase that we like to use is coming together at the table, um, even though it's sort of through the podcast, it's more of an audio table um, over time. <laughs> um, we will also have resources online for folks as well. But um, what can people expect to to hear in each um, episode? So you will be noticing that we'll be eating during the beginning part of mm -hmm. each episode. And so we're thrilled that we'll be sharing recipes with one another and with you throughout our journey. And Chloe and I, because we're cross country, we still want to be able to um, come together across the table. So what we're going to do is we're going to share a recipe. We'll each make those recipes on our respective coasts. And then we're going to share together over um, over this amazing meal that we have. Then we'll be inviting our interview um, um, with someone who's working in this field. And by this field, we mean that very expansively. Um, so people who are working um, with uh, nonprofit organizations, with faith-based communities, um, who are working with food justice. Um, yeah, again, recognizing that food touches so many parts of our lives. Uh, we're really hoping to to bring in voices of, of people um, coming from different parts of the country, coming from different experiences, different work um, work, trades, and vocations, um, just to reflect on their experiences and, and also personally what food means to them and their own memories um, and, and how that shapes their daily lives. Huge thanks to Steve Dry and Catalyst of Harvard Epworth United Methodist Church based in Cambridge, Massachusetts for their generous grant funding of this podcast, Fully Yours. Shout out to the talented Joel Adams and Melody Stanford for producing the original song featured in this podcast and to our dream team for keeping us grounded and inspired. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And we will hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Or, or, and we hope uh, to bring our table to you. Your, it, we, mm. sounds like Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Be, Be our, our guest. guest. <laughs>
be our guest. The first time we recorded, that came up too. Dan Steven. I just listened to that one today. Belle. Belle. Don't leave me, Belle. We, until next time, we are fully yours. Who knows? I don't know. Yes, that one. That one. Do it again. Thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, we are fully yours.